No, it's it's interesting when you have opportunities to to walk in front and stand in front of a group week in and week out. Uh, it can be um, sometimes it's just a challenge just to just to to speak each week because you you you, you know something and this is what you know. Um, what we do, and I know Pastor Mike does, and all the guys on staff, we are, are te- teaching the word as true to the word the best that we can. And usually when the word is taught, there is a challenge. There is some truth in there for you to take into your life and to apply to your life, to, to start to, to live it out. And when you even walk out of here tonight, you've got, you will have a choice. You'll have a choice. Do I, I take what was said and really take my life and put it on top of it and begin to live it out? Or do I just walk away and just live like every other week? And there's some in this room that will just walk away like every other week. But I'm always encouraged because there's some in this room that will take it and go, okay, this has to do, to do with me. This is how I can live for God. So um, we're going to talk more. You're going to see more of that theme as, as we come through here. We're, we're in the book of what? First Peter, written by one of the 12 disciples. He wrote to who? Believers who were what? scattered. So there were believers who were scattered. It wasn't just one church. It was, it was a bunch of churches, but they weren't really in their homeland. They were dispersed and they were, were they in good shape or were they persecute, persecuted? Persecuted. Persecuted. Okay. So he's, he's writing this letter to encourage them, but he says things that's not an encouragement a lot of times. It's like you will suffer, but then he says this, but it's worth it. Stand firm. Don't give up. Don't let down. This is what he said through this whole, whole letter. And now he's getting near the end of First Peter. And this is sort of where we've, we've got this week and next week, and we will have finished First Peter. We'll have been through, you'll have been through 15 weeks of going through the book, First Peter. Uh, and, and so we're getting to a close. And as I read things, my brain is sort of weird because I, I, I think of things that, that connect to me. And I've, so I, I wrote those down. And one was, a video clip I just want to start with of a, mo- a movie called Independence Day. Have, have, have you all ever... Now, not the new one that came out like a year ago, but there was an old one that came out probably way long, probably before y'all were born. Yeah, okay? It was a lot better. And so this is a scene, um, because don't miss this. In this book, this is like like Peter is writing, he's doing this letter, and it's going out to these believers who are skeptical scattered and it's it's these last words he's trying to get his last words in it's like when you spend time with someone and they're about to go off away whether it's to college or it's a family friend or someone that you love and it's your last minutes to talk and you don't talk about man hope jags are better this year all of a sudden you're saying some things that have some 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 really you're just trying to get the most meat in you can going man i just want you to stand firm and i love you and I'll, I'll think about you. I'm here for you. So we say these things in this moment. So he's going into the last part of this letter. So don't miss that. But watch this clip because I couldn't help but think of this. I know I'm weird, but that's way it works. Morning. They're a little young. That they are. They look a little nervous. I need all flight crews to report to their designated areas immediately. Major. Where are they? Sir. 
morning. Good morning. In less than an hour, aircraft from here will join others from around the world. And you will be launching the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind. Mankind, that word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interest. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of July. And you will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution. But from annihilation. We're fighting for our right to live. To exist. And should we win the day. The 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday. But as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. I'm clapping. I don't know why I'm clapping. Okay, okay. Um, the, the setup of that clip, that's at near the end of the film. Earth has been to- totally just about wiped out. They're, they're suffering. They've suffered in great ways. They're, uh, the odds are so stacked against them, it just doesn't look like they even have a chance. And the president, that's who that is, all of a sudden gets the mic and he says these words. Uh, and, and, and I don't know them all by, by heart. I'm not going to try to quote it. But he says this speech, and it's like some final instruction to rally the troops because they are down, and they've got every right to be down. But he's, he, it's a don't give up. Give everything you have. We can win this. We will win this. And Peter is saying the exact same thing in this text. He's saying don't give up. Don't stop fighting. We are going to win this. Our God is that big. So, so we're seeing the same thing occur in, in, in the clip where we're we, in the, the clip. We're, the passage is called passage, not a clip. Um, that we're going to be in. I've got Alexa. I think, are you going to read for us tonight? Come on down. Uh, Alexa, y'all turn as she comes. Y'all turn to 1 Peter 5, and we're going to be in verses 6 through 11 tonight. And Alexa, thank you for being, be, being willing to read tonight. And just speak out loud. And why don't you all stand in, in, in honor? This is our main text tonight. Just stand in honor of God's word. Just a reminder of the importance of the word of God in our lives. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxiety on, anxieties on him because he cares for you. Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him. Firm in your faith knowing that the same kind of sufferings are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you into his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Amen. All right, let's pray together. Dear God, we thank you so much for your word. 
Uh, Lord, just the chance for it to be read out loud uh, for us to hear it. But God, may we understand it and may we respond to it. Uh, And God, um, we just ask for you to move in this place tonight. God, I need you to move in this place Um, and, and move in me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, have a seat. So it says there in verse 6, it starts off with this. It says, Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you or he may lift you up. Now, in this passage, Peter tells the the readers to do four things, okay? So this is like the, um, the, the okay, hey, guys, as, we're, as I'm about to end this, don't forget about these four main things. And the first thing is this. He says, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. So the, the point one, if, you're, if you've got notes, the first thing he says to do is this. Submit to God. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God means submit to God. Whatever God says you do. Now, how do we submit to God? How do we know what God wants with our life? How do you know what God wants with you? Is this what I feel like for right now? Ah, I think God wants me to skip to skip to school today, or not skip school today. Right? So, how do we know what God wants us? If if we're supposed to submit to God, how 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 do we know? How do we submit to God? Somebody, somebody, words. Reading the Bible. Okay, so as long as we read it, we are submitting to Him, right? Or, Or. is there more than that? Because that's the, the right path. We're on the right path. Praying, Praying to him, right? And, and trying to seek him. True, good. Let's go with Asa right behind you, Caleb. He was there first, sorry. Living your, life in the image of Christ. Living your life in the image of Christ. How do we know the image of Christ? Hand down for a second, Caleb. Unless you've got the answer to this question. How do we know? The Bible. And how do we know the Bible? By studying it and reading it. We read it. That's it. That's it. You will never know and be able, and you are all right in what you are saying, so don't be, you know, but you, we, we will never know how to submit to God until we read his word and we apply it in our lives. If we only read it and don't apply it, we will never submit. True? You've got to read it and apply it. So I've got some verses I'm going to throw on the screen, and they're probably, if you've been in church at any amount of time, if, you're, if you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ let, let's see some, some scripture. Just, there, there's a whole line. Let's just do the first one. A new commandment I give to you that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you are also, also are to love one another. What are we, how, how do we submit to God according to this verse? Love one another. Just as he has loved us, we love one. How good are we at that? Ah, man, it's hard, isn't it? You don't, you don't know the, Pastor Dan, you don't know the people I deal with. I mean, they are unlovable. We're going to talk a little bit more about them in a, uh, a few seconds. But, um, but yeah, yeah, we submit to God how? Love one another. Let's see the next verse. Next verse. You shall have no other gods before me. How do we submit to God here? Right. We don't have any other gods before him, right? He's the only God. There's a lot of small G gods that pull for your attention. What are some small G gods that, that pull at you? What? That's, oh, he said Zeus. I thought you said food. I'm like, you're talking about, my, that's the one I fight with the most. <laughs> Zeus. I was, I was with you. Good. Andre. Like the Greek gods. Yep. That that, that's right. The Greek gods are false gods. Good. Self. Hey, careful, boy. Don't go there. We're going to get adults bat, mad at you in the back. 
Money, okay. Relation, boys and girls. Hey, at your age, girls, boys are of the devil. All right? Hey, 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 boys, girls are of the devil at your age. It's just, sorry, it's just trouble. You want to stay away from trouble. Okay, what else is a, is a, is a small G got? Video games. Okay, one more. What's that? Buddha is a little cheeky. Okay, good. That's enough. That's good. We're good. Okay. Y'all are, y'all are throwing me for a loop here. Okay, sir. So, do you, have you ever put something before God in your life when you've been a believer in Christ? Does it occur a lot? Dude, is it a fight? It will be a fight for the rest of your life. But that doesn't mean you give up. As Paul writes in this letter, Keep going. Stand firm. Don't give up. This is, this is what he's saying. So this is how we submit. Look at Here's another verse. Flee from sexual immorality. What does that say to do? Flee, Flee from sexual immorality. Right? It's, it's in the word of God. You want to obey the word of God? You want to humble yourself before God under his mighty hand? Flee from sexual immorality. Well, you, Pastor Dan, you, you know what that means? Yeah, I know what that means. But you know how that can cost me i know exactly what that can cost you but i also know god's way is so right the world's way is so false it gives you these counterfeit truths that say it will give you this and it will never give you that next next verse we've got a couple of these but uh it's not among you but who whoever would be great among you must be your servant and whoever would be first among you must be slave of all for even the son of man came not to be served but to serve what is it saying that we should do serve serve, serve. whenever there's need serve don't ask if they need help jump in and help if you see need jump in and do it we are if we submit to god we are servants what else uh, and he said to them, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. What are we supposed to do? Spread the word. Right? Submitting to God means we follow the commands of God. What are the commands of God? Whatever his word says. And it's full of, and you're like, oh, I don't know if I can love this. Don't think of it as a chore. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing we get to do. Next, next thing is this. It says, honor your father and mother. Oh, wait, is that it? Are you sure that that's in there? Right? So what do we do? We honor our father and mother, even when you're tired and have had a bad week or a bad day, even when it's sort of not fair, it feels like it's not fair, we honor our mother and father. What else does it say to do? Uh, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. And you're not praying that they'll like step on a nail, right? You're, you, you pray that God will take care of them, that God will change them, that God will, will touch their life. That's what we're supposed to do with our enemies, those that, man, it's just hard to be nice to. That's who, or who were never nice to us. God says, love them. What? This stuff's crazy talk. Go ahead. <laughs> and whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Everybody in this room, most of you uh, that are a, a, a youth in this room, you are a student. Do, do you one of your number one jobs is? In word and deed do, deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That means in your schoolwork, you do your best. You may not be an A student and get A's all the time. It's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying you do your best. You don't slack off. You turn in work when it's supposed to be done. That's how, that's how we proclaim that our life's been changed by Christ to a world that needs to see it. We are responsible. Does that make sense? You're like, gosh, this submit to God stuff sounds horrible. But 
do you see how we, 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 we can do this? We, we submit to God. Um, here's another clip that's weird, and I'm sorry. It's a Lord of the Rings clip. So, um, <clears throat> and there's parts of this I'll have to explain because it falls apart a little bit. Uh, so understand that Aragorn in this, in this scene is not God. He is not a replacement of God in this scene. That's all I'll say. I'll explain it. Aragorn, that's him. My friends. In, in that clip, that's the very end of the third film. There's three films. There's three books, really. This is the end of the third book, the third film. And these, these hob- hobbits, these short little things with hair all on their feet that are unimportant to everybody in the world have given their all throughout the whole film for one goal, to help get rid of the ring. And this is to get rid of, of, of its, its sin, its, its e- evil and good is trying to fight bad. And they have risked everything, life and limb, countless times. And they did it all. And they're not ones that are always respected. But you see in this scene, all of a sudden, that the king comes who he has seen. He knows what they did. And they bow before him. And he says, hey, my friends, you bow to no one. And there's going to be a time when, when, when you've submitted to God and you've given your life to Christ. And you follow him and you honor him with your life. And it says uh, that... That uh, at the end of that verse, uh, at the proper time, at the proper time, not your proper time, but his proper time, he will lift you up. And there's going to be a time when God takes you and brings you up, not past himself. And he, he doesn't he doesn't bow to you. OK, he will not love, okay, that's where the clip breaks down. God will not bow to you. You will always bow down to God, but he will bring you up. He will exalt you. He will lift you up. That's something. But we've got to do what? We've got to submit to God. How? We live our life to honor him with the truths that we have learned and we have studied. That's why it's so important to be in the word ourselves. That's why it's important, I think, to come to the edge and come to church. But not only that, but also to to read the word on your own. If we're not reading the word on our own, we're not going to get it. So first thing is submit to God. Look at verse 7. Next verse. It says, Casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. So first, submit to God. Second, trust in God. Okay? He's saying this, hey, hey, trust in God. Now, when it says anxieties here, don't think of someone that, okay, uh, yeah, I know someone who has this. I know someone that has panic attacks, and they just need to get a grip. This, This has nothing to do with them. Because someone with anxiety like that, that's a... That's a, a condition or something that, that they can't control. And, and that's not what it's talking about. It's talking about the, the worries of life that get in the way of you just thinking and knowing that God's in control. It's you being worried about, oh, I don't know how tomorrow's going to look. I, I'm not sure if I'm ready for it. And God's saying, hey, I've got tomorrow. You worry about t- today. You, you deal with today right here, right, right now. Um, what if things go bad at school? What if my car breaks down? What if I go to the bathroom and it's locked? Now, that's a bad worry because, you know, that could be bad. Um, 
but we worry about a lot more things, right? Do we ever worry about social media, what people think or don't think? They didn't like my, my post enough. The politics for adults and teenagers or college can be a worry. <gasps> What's going to happen? This is what I know. My God's so big. He, he, can, he can take care of everything. Everything. So we've got to trust in God. Um, and great news is this. God's not only in control, but he cares. I don't know if that is nice for you to know, but man, I love, it's a great thing for me. Not, not only is he in control of things, but it says because he, he cares for you. Now, there's another weird, sorry, video clip. This one probably makes the most sense of all the ones I've got. Uh, uh, but um, it's trust, fall, fail. So take a look at these. You ready? Go. Falling. Fall away. I'm Hold tight. tell y'all something just straight up don't trust in the world the world is going to fail you god will not fail you like those those trust falls so trust in god now look at this next part he says this in verse eight be sober minded be watchful your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour uh, there's a song that we sing. Y'all know the song we sing that has to do with this verse? Eat them body, but they can't swallow my soul. Oh, y'all know how the verse goes on that? That's, that's the chorus. I forget. I forget. It's okay. I had it in my notes, but it's gone now. Um, this is, this is true. So hear this spiritual warfare is happening all around us all the time. The, the, the Bible refers to it in many ways, and we don't have time tonight to sort of sort of hit hit that. Um, have, have you ever heard of Ted Bun, Bun, Bundy? Yes. Ted, okay, here's a picture of of, of, of Ted uh, Ted Bundy right there, uh, right here, and then here's another shot of Ted Bun, Bundy right there, and uh, and and Ted uh, was a serial kill, killer in the 1970s, killed. Killed over 30 women. They think it could be 50 to 70, but they know of 30 that he killed. Uh, 
And uh, he was described by everybody who knew him as handsome, friendly, likable, helpful. He was the last person anybody would ever suspect to do all of these crimes that he did. He did it over like, they, they believe it could have been over 10 years, but they only know of like four or five years. That's where they've got the 30, but it could have been eight years before that as well. Um, and everybody was so stunned because his appearance enticed them, lured them, deceived them, trapped them, many unsuspecting people. And we tend to think that Satan or the devil is some horned guy with a pitchfork and a tail smoking a cigar in a red suit or something along those lines. And he's walking around and he prods people with it uh, in hell who he's mad at. And sort of that's the view of Satan. But I want you to know he's much more like Ted Bundy in appearance. He's enticing. He's smooth. He lures, but he's deceitful. And so Peter knows this. And this is what he he says. Look at that verse again. Be sober-minded. Hey, hey, wake up. Some of you just woke up. Sorry. Didn't mean to wake up from your nap. Wake up. He says, hey, uh, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring. Remember that clip from the guy being dragged by the lion in the cage two weeks ago or a week ago? Dude, was that lion fierce? Anybody want to be in a cage with that lion? There's a reason why Peter describes describes the adversary who is the, the devil as prowling around like a roaring lion waiting for someone to devour. Because he is mean. Be watchful. Be alert. Um, and then it says this. So, so my third point was just this. Be, be, be alert. I know that was profound. Be alert. Uh, And then it says this in verse 9. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. Have have you all ever heard a a verse, another verse in Scripture that talks about resisting the devil? Resisting the Does anybody know of a verse? James 4, 7 says what? Okay, there you go. Yeah, we got on the screen now. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. What's the next part of that verse? Draw near to God. He'll good. They all remember our camp verse. That's beautiful. Right there, James writes it. Resist the devil, and he must flee from you. Here, Peter says it again. Resist him. Who's him? The devil. Stay what? Firm in, the, in your faith. That, that means stand your ground. Stand tall. Don't back down. Don't give up. Don't let up. Don't stop. And this is because the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. Don't miss the fact that throughout our world right now in the brotherhood, that is believers in Christ, there are many that are standing firm in the faith and their circumstances are dire and death is close. The lion is prowling around very close and attacking in many ways. And he says, hey, you, if, if you, if, who, wherever you are, stand firm in the faith. And, and the fourth point is, is stand firm. And this is what he says. So, so do these, these, these four things he, he keeps on. Submit to God. Trust in God. Be alert and stand firm. Okay, submit, trust, be alert, stand firm. And then look at what he says in verse 10. 
this beautiful thing about this whole thing. He says this, and after you have suffered a little while, he said, you're going to suffer. Like he said throughout this whole book, hey, put your faith in Christ, but you're going to, going to suffer for a season. It's going to be hard. Be prepared. It's part of, part of the deal. The world doesn't like you. It says this, the God of all grace, who has called, called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself, this is what God himself will do. He will restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. So look here again what God says he will do. He will restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish. How does that fit for us? Look how this fits. Submit yourself to God. Humble yourself under God's mighty hand. Submit to God, and he will restore you. It says it in the in the rest of, of that first verse, that he will lift you up, right? You will be restored in pr- the proper time, God's time. Next was, was have, have faith or trust in God, and he will confirm, confirm your faith. He's going to confirm that faith that you placed in him. Prove that the faith that you have is true and solid. It says be alert, and God's going to strengthen you. It's hard to be alert for a long amount of time, True. It's hard to, to stay. That's why a lot of times when guys would, uh, in, in war, they would have watch, like from, from, from 12 to 4 a.m. or 4 to 8 a.m. They'd have these watches, not more than four hours. Why? Because after a while, they would, they would wear down and get tired, and their eyes would get, get heavy, and they would get weak. He says, be alert, and, and God will strengthen you and, and stand firm. And God estat, estat, establishes you, sets us Solidly on firm ground, not to be rocked or moved. Established means this. It's yours. No one's going to take it. You, you have, have said, this, this is mine. This is God's. No one is going to move this. God helps establish it. It's like what King David writes in the book of Psalms. I think I've got this psalm. Uh, psalm 40. This is what he writes. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction out of the miry bog and set my feet upon the rock, making my steps secure. He set my feet upon the rock. He established me on firm and solid ground. Stand firm in the faith and God's going to establish you. He was going to make you strong where you are. And then the, the last verse right here it says this to him be dominion forever and ever amen it's all about god peter's re, re, reminding once again hey it's all about god and what god is going to do so we submit to god we trust in god that we stay alert and we stand firm and god will get this right he will restore he will confirm he will strengthen and establish you it's what god is going to do. That's what I want to see God do in my life. I just want to see God do in your life. But he, he, he's not going to do it until we begin to submit to him. How do we submit to him? We take his word, we read his word, we learn his word, and we live it out. It's not all about do, 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 do. But unless we start to, start to, to, to live this out, how much faith do we really have in God? Oh, I believe in him. Well, if we believe in him, we act on his truth. True? That's true. All right, let's pray. Dear God, I thank you so much for tonight. God, just a chance to talk about your word tonight uh, and uh, in First First Peter. And God, um, help us submit to you. Help us to trust you. Help us to follow where you lead.
help us to stay alert and understand that the devil is real. uh, And uh, let's call him out for what he is. Uh, But he's a liar and a trickster. Uh, uh, but God, you, you, um, want to establish us where we are. Help us to stand firm. Help us to not give up. Help us not wear down. Uh, give us the strength that we need. Uh, in Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Make sure you sign up for dare share and the fall retreat as well. Have a great week.